My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. And this is Sonatotum, episode 43. On every episode, I uh, like to go back through the previous week, the, the time since the previous episode, and talk about how the creative week has gone. And uh, so this week, the day job took a lot of energy and a lot of time. I am uh, helping a client expand their podcasting into a YouTube channel. They've had a, an audio podcast for uh, a long time. And they want to double up and uh, double down, I guess, and also create a YouTube channel mostly with content based on the podcast. In fact, recording the podcast on video and uh, having a video and audio version, doing other content. Anyway, there's a lot of infrastructure and foundational systems and practices to be laid down. And that's taken a lot of time. It took a lot of effort. In fact, I was not away from my home office here in the lush and lavish studios of MWS Media at all until Friday, almost the entire week, kind of office bound for one reason or another, working on on this and other things. But that will level off as we get used to the new working model. And as I mentioned, creating some systems and more importantly, getting the client uh, and myself to stick to those systems and just get used to how we're working together now. I'm anticipating next week having a little bit more time to uh, to work on my own creative endeavors. Another thing that uh, happened this week was I had the opportunity to do a good deed that I'll be able to talk about more maybe by the next episode. That didn't take a lot of time on my end. I just mention it because it serves the mission that I try to follow in my creative work and in my work with creators. And that is to add to the culture, to bring new art into the world. And so I was happy to have that opportunity. And again, more on that, maybe next episode, because I do, I want people to know about it. So enough to say right now that that's another thing that happened. Creatively, as I mentioned, I didn't really get away from the day job until Friday, until just yesterday. By the way, I usually tell you, sorry, today's episode is being recorded on Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. So I didn't really get away from the office until yesterday, Friday the 22nd. And on that day, I tried to shove as much stuff in as possible. I did a little bit of work on my upcoming nonfiction release, Indie Author Marketing Infrastructure, which comes out August 30th. And I worked on the next installment of Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights, how it all got started, the free serial that I deliver to my email mailing list subscribers. You can find out more about that and subscribe for free at hazydaysandcloudynights.com, of course. Worked on that and also worked on fleshing out some things on my website that um, are related to creativity and revenue uh, to one degree or another. 
kind of incrementally adding to the site and making things a little bit easier for people to learn about and have access to and act upon uh, the various things that I offer. So a light week in terms of my own creativity. That's frustrating, of course, as it always is, but that's just how it went down. So this episode, what I want to talk about, many months ago, after a particularly challenging writing session that was very emotionally draining, uh, that was just technically challenging, just hard in all ways, I vented about it a little bit in a writing group that I belong to on Facebook, of course. And I I think I said something like either like, uh, you know, writing is not fun or writing is hard. I think it was writing is not fun. And somebody uh, commented, look, if you're not enjoying the writing, then it'll show and and, and the the reader won't enjoy it either. Kind of want to talk about that and related topics today because it has stuck with me because I think it's bullshit. I think it's ridiculous. And if you even take a a cursory glance (laughs) at that concept, you realize how stupid it is. So let's, let's first of all, think about a couple of defining terms, right? So what do we mean by enjoy? Okay. As, as a reader or a writer, does that mean that every reading experience has to be enjoyable, pleasant, create good feelings, or should a reading experience be an experience? Should it be a conversation between the reader and the writer, a direct line, time shifted by months or years or centuries between the brain of the writer and the brain of the reader? I guess you can see where I come down on this. You can say, I really loved something that you read, but you might not have enjoyed it. Is it enjoyable? To get through Ulysses or Moby Dick? Or is it satisfying? Is it moving? Is it impactful? Does it change you, help you grow, make you feel things? So the premise, immediately right off the bat, I disagree with. Enjoyment may not be the goal of a reading experience unless you come to the experience wanting to have an experience, open to whatever that experience might be, whatever experience the writer hopes for you to have. We we might be challenged. We might be changed. We might indeed enjoy a writing experience. But uh, in the same way that you might enjoy, I don't know, let's be really stupid about this. You might enjoy going to the beach. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that the lifeguards are enjoying their shift. Doesn't mean that the city or state park officials are enjoying raking the sand or preventing the erosion to keep the beach there for your enjoyment. Enjoyment is not a prerequisite in creating something. And I think that's especially true with art. Let's look at the other side of this. We talked about how you don't necessarily come to a reading experience looking for enjoyment. So I submit that as a writer, indeed, as any kind of creator, if you're making art, if you're enjoying it, if it's a pleasurable experience, if it's 
entirely play, then you are not really working. You are not doing your best work. You are not challenging yourself. And indeed, if you're not, if what's coming out is easy peasy and light and breezy, then maybe that will be the result. Just something a reader could enjoy. Something that they can read and a few weeks later not even really remember anything about because it was empty calories. When I have a difficult writing session, when I come away from an hour or two hours emotionally, physically drained, mentally shifted, my mood having been bled all over (laughs) uh, by the work, that is to say, my mood influenced by the mood that I've been creating, because it's the same thing. We can't write, and I'm referring to fiction here, we can't create fictional situations that are emotional or involve extreme emotions without on some level feeling those emotions ourselves. And if you don't experience those emotions, then you are, I submit, a few degrees removed from the emotions you're trying to portray with your words. And it becomes entirely craft, mechanical, if you will. And you know what happens when when you do that? It becomes obvious, I think. And sometimes that's, you know, granted, that's what we want. We want to enjoy (laughs) nothing more as a reader as someone experiencing the the art, you know, I, I think about like the works of Robert Zemeckis, and we're talking about film now, but the same thing applies to to books. I think his movies, and and you could think about Forrest Gump in particular, are so obviously designed, crafted, engineered to manipulate our emotions, and it is pretty damn obvious, you know. But we sit there and we experience it and we know we're being, you know, our strings are being pulled, but that's what we're there for. Okay. I think that's what what happens when we focus entirely on the craft, the engineering of manipulation. But if you really want to get to the core of how your characters are feeling and express that properly, you need to feel it. You need to experience it yourself. And if you're not, there's something blocking you. There's something preventing you from challenging yourself in that way. But if you don't challenge yourself, then the end result is going to be quite literally insincere. You're not being honest with yourself as a writer. You're not digging beyond the surface in your writing. You're not being honest. You're not being vulnerable, transparent, real. And you might not even know it. It might not be obvious to you because maybe you're not so in touch with the feelings that your characters are having yourself. I wrote an article, a Scrib Totem article some years ago, which I will link to in the show notes, in which I challenged writers to do an exercise in which they imagined their worst self. And uh, the, the, the idea was, was to be able to write better antagonists by not just putting yourself in the bad guy's shoes or giving them motivation, 
or giving them some sort of tragic flaw, like their parents were killed in the Holocaust or, you know, whatever. It's pretty in vogue these days to give a character some vulnerable thing that allows the audience, the reader, to sympathize with them. And that's good, indeed. But it, it, it can be pretty obvious, too. It can be almost trite and cliched. So the challenge was to imagine the worst possible thing you can. Whatever it is that you find absolutely horrible that one human being could do to another. And once you've imagined that, think of something even worse and even worse and even worse until you have just kind of, uh, your mind is, is muddy <laughs> and, and grimy from making, forcing yourself to think these thoughts. And then, and this is the kicker, think about what it would take for you to do that thing, that almost unimaginable, horrific thing. You, the person you are, not a character, you. What would it take for you to do that thing? Go to that place. Imagine yourself doing that thing. And then write about it. If you come away from that and you don't feel exhausted, if you don't feel like you've unburied something in yourself that is going to color your experience for hours or days to come, then you haven't done the job. Is that enjoyable? No. Will it make you a better writer? Yes. There's an old bit of writing advice, throw away your first five ideas. And it speaks to this. If you do the easy thing, you're not going to discover the real truths in yourself and in your writing. In much the same way that if you, you know, if you only work with two pound weights, you're never really going to get that strong. You're never going to feel any kind of push, any kind of challenge in your exercising, your physical exercising. You got to do the work. You have to put yourself in a place physically, mentally, emotionally, where you can push past the routine, rote, easy surface level that we all pretty much live in day to day. It's not going to be fun. You're not going to enjoy it. And if the point, uh, if the reason you write, the reason you create art is just for fun, then forget all this. Do that. What's going to come out though, and I'm not saying this is bad if this is what you want, what's going to come out is going to be very much like what other people have already done. It's going to be very surface. It's going to be ultimately forgettable. But listen, you might end up being the absolute best saltine cracker baker in the world. <laughs> people need saltine crackers, right? <laughs> There's a reason that uh, bland, just ever so slightly salty, moisture-absorbing <laughs> crackers exist in the world. And, and there's a reason that people keep buying them and they keep selling. If you want to do that, do that. Awesome. You're not who I'm talking to. Godspeed. But if you want to create art that truly adds to the culture, that is truly 
a discussion between you and the mind of the person consuming your art. If you truly want to make something universal, moving, something that triggers empathy, then you have to do work. It's going to hurt. There will be pain. And there will be joy. And there will be deep, deep emotion. The ability to do that, the ongoing challenge to do that, is part of craft. Just as much as knowing where to put a comma, whether or not to use semicolons, it has to be part of your toolkit if you want to do more than build what are essentially prefab houses. And the act is not going to be enjoyable any more than the act of bench pressing more weight than than you typically could do is going to be enjoyable. But the result will be. It's it's another old truth, right? Uh, And it's often misattributed. And I will make sure that I properly attribute this quote in the show notes at mattselznick.com for Sonatotem episode 43. I don't like writing. I like having written. (laughs) And no, it's not the person that you thought that you think it is. Whoever you're thinking of, I, I can almost guarantee you're not thinking of the person who actually said that quote. And I will give you the proper attribution, like I said, in the show notes. Somebody else, I think it was uh, either Hemingway or, uh, well, you know, it's another one of those quotes that's often misattributed. And I will get you the actual, uh, the actual source. The other quote, of course, being writing is easy. You just tear open a vein and let it bleed all over the page. These folks understand that you have to go deeper. You have to work. You have to push. You have to pull upon, draw from, literally draw from your core. And what surrounds the core is many layers, right? Many layers that obscure and shelter us and guard us from the heat at the core, the pressure at the core. But you have to put yourself under that pressure. You have to expose yourself to that uncomfortable environment because that's where the truth is. That's where the real, bare, direct, human truth is. So to that person in that group who said, if you're not enjoying the writing, neither will the reader, I say that if I am enjoying the writing, I'm not really writing. I'm just scribbling. I'm sketching. There's fun with Dick and Jane, and there's a wind in the willows. Children's books. One is as simple as possible. The other, deeply poetic and meaningful and speaking truth. Both serve a purpose. One is a cliche, and the other, a work of art. What do you want to do? What do you want to spend the time on? And again, you know, if your goal is just to write things that are throwaway, easily consumable, do that. Your goal might be different than others. But if you really want to create something memorable, you may not enjoy the process. Indeed, if you are enjoying the process, you might need to work a little harder. I'm not even going to say might. You need to work a little harder. 
Don't just throw out your first five ideas. Push through the first five levels of your subconscious. Be boldly, courageously, dangerously honest with yourself. The result can't help but be more sincere, more authentic, and in turn can't help but have a greater, more lasting impression on the reader. Writing is hard. And if it's not hard for you, you probably aren't actually doing the work. Do the work. Make something real. And it doesn't matter what genre it is. It doesn't matter the subject. Fiction is using lies to tell the truth. And to tell those lies, you need to know that truth. You need to know the truth of your own messy, frighteningly flawed self. Writing is hard. Having written will make you better. If you have thoughts about what I've uh, ranted about here in this episode of Sonatotum, Sonatotum episode 43, I really hope you will uh, share those thoughts with me. You may send an email to matt at mattselznick.com. That's M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K.com. Either write up an email or record a brief audio message and attach that to your email and send it over. I will share what you've uh, shared with me in a future episode, and we'll have our own little time-shifted meeting of the minds. If you would rather, you can comment in the show notes for this episode over at mattselznick.com. Just click on the podcast link and find episode 43 leave your comment there. I want to hear what you think about this, especially you writers. Tell me, do you think you go deep when you're writing? Is it challenging? Is it painful? Does it feel like an effort? And it may be satisfying, but uh, it can be draining. Or, you know, the other side, are you much happier uh, and maybe even successful with just keeping it simple, keeping it light, not going too deep? not pulling on your own psychological depths. (laughs) Either way, I want to hear what you think. If you're a reader more than a writer, kind of the same thing applies. Do you, quote, enjoy, unquote, books that are challenging, painful to get through, uh, that make you think things that you ordinarily would not deliberately think or feel? Does it matter? Write me at matt at mattselznick.com or leave a comment in the show notes for episode 43 at mattselznick.com. So there's that. As always, I want to thank the patrons who support the show. At the end of every episode, I list patrons above a certain tier who have contributed on a monthly basis with their generous pledges. As always, I would like to thank Paramount patron J.C. Hutchins. You can become a patron of Sonatotum and indeed my creative endeavors as a whole. Patronage 
is a way to offset the costs that go into creating this show for as little as $3 a month. So right now, the level of patronage, and I'm actually, uh, I'm going to uh, patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K, where you can see what I'm about to talk about, and you can pledge to become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Right now, my beloved patrons are bringing me $21 per month. There are goals that I have set when monthly patronage reaches certain levels. And I just want to talk about the very first one, because this isn't just to give Matt money. (laughs) The idea is to enable me to give back, to help other creators. And the first goal that I have that will help me with this is when we reach you and me, dear patrons and potential patrons, when I'm getting in $100 a month, at least, as a result of your patronage, then I will donate 10% of my net patron revenue to an organization called 826 National. There will be a link in the show notes. But 826 National is a writing support network for children. Its mission is to give young people the resources to express themselves through writing. There are uh, maybe a half dozen uh, locations throughout the country, but they also support uh, curriculum and other means. And so basically what A26 National is doing is creating the next generation of writers. And they're doing that with kids who may not have the resources or the exposure or the means to really cultivate their creative potential. And as you know, as I've mentioned, my mission is to add to the culture, to add art to the world. And it starts with kids. So right now, making about $21 a month from patrons. When that reaches $100 per month, 10% of my net revenue from pledges will go to 826 National every month. And that's whether I make $100 a month, or $200, or $500, or $1,000, or $10,000 a month, 10% will go to supporting, creating new writers. So right now, I'm bringing in $21 per month from my beloved patrons. To reach that $100 goal, I, I would just need 26 people to pledge $3 a month. If you can do $5 a month, I just need 16 of you. If you can do $15 a month with all the cool perks and special access that that level of patron receives, just six of you at $15 a month. If you can go an extra five bucks and do $20 a month like J.C. Hutchins has been doing, just four people, $20 a month, and we can give 10% of that to 826 National every month and help create new writers from children, from young people who have the desire to express themselves, to create new art. Now, there are a lot of cool things that you get depending on your level of, uh, of pledge each month. You can find out, again, all about that at patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. Consider being a monthly patron, and let's, uh, let's make a difference. 
if you would rather support the show with uh, a little one-time donation. I appreciate that as well. Listen, whatever, uh, you know, according to your means and your desire, I appreciate it. You can go to paypal.me slash Matt Selznick and leave a one-time donation in any amount that you prefer, and that will help offset the costs of creating the show and the other expenses involved, software licenses, services, and all that stuff. Or you can go to coffee.com slash Matt Selznick. Now, this is one of those URLs that just saying it doesn't really get you there. That's ko-fi.com slash Matt Selznick. ko-fi.com slash Matt Selznick. Again, same thing. You can leave a one-time donation in any amount you like. I thank you for that. Your support of the show means a lot. Uh, Your monetary support of the show quite literally helps make it possible. If you would like to support the show in a way that doesn't involve opening your wallet, I appreciate that too. The best thing you can do, first of all, is to subscribe to Sonatotem anywhere you get your podcasts. Go into your app and subscribe to Sonatotem so you never miss an episode. You'll get them automatically as they come out. The other thing you can do that really, really helps the show to grow and to find new listeners is to rate and review Sonatotem with Matthew Wayne Selznick anywhere you get your podcasts. A rating takes next to no time at all, four, five stars, whatever you think the show deserves. If you have a little extra time, write a review of Sonatotem in your own words. What happens there is the more ratings and reviews a podcast has, whether that's at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, then the the higher the show appears in search results when people are looking for shows like Sonatotem, shows about writing, personal journals, shows about creating. That's all very much appreciated. Finally, it's not all about what you can do for me. (laughs) For people who have listened to the show, and only people who have listened to the show, I have some discounts for you. These are things that I only talk about in the episode. I do not mention these in writing anywhere. You have to have listened all the way through an episode of Sonatotem to learn about these discounts. I have two one-on-one coaching services that I offer. One is called Your Story Buddy. And when you book a Your Story Buddy session, you and I sit down over the phone or over video chat, and I help you work out a particular story problem that you're having with your work in progress, or even maybe it's something you haven't even started yet because you're not sure how to do it. If you've written yourself into a corner, if you have an idea for a story, but you're not quite sure how it might work, I will help you figure it out. This is what I do. I help writers. When you go to mattselznick.com slash services, look for the writing coaching link, your story buddy. And when you book your day and time for your your story buddy session. Use the coupon code Sonatotem Buddy when you check out for 10% off your your story buddy session. That's all one word, all lowercase, S-O-N-I-T-O-T-U-M-B-U-D-D-Y. Sonatotem Buddy for 10% off your story buddy session when you uh, when you check out. If you have an interest in self-publishing or becoming an independent author, 
you don't know much about how all of that stuff works, you have questions about self-publishing, then schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me just to talk about indie self-publishing. Again, if you go to mattselznick.com slash services, you'll see the uh, self-publishing coaching link there, and you can book a one-time coaching session. And when you book that session, again, you can get 10% off when you use the coupon code Sonitotum Indie Coach at checkout. That's S-O-N-I-T-O-T-U-M-I-N-D-I-E-C-O-A-C-H, Sonitotum Indie Coach, for 10% off your one-time indie publishing coaching session. Take advantage of these things, my friends, dear listener. They are only for you. You have to be a listener to have heard those coupon codes. So I look forward to, uh, to helping you out. I think that's it for this episode. I hope that, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, I know that this might have been a bit of a rant this time around, but also maybe you've been encouraged to dig a little deeper in your own writing, in your own art, to allow yourself to be challenged, to feel that pain that comes from pushing yourself that we need to do to create really meaningful, lasting art. Maybe that's helped. I hope so. My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. Take care. Thank you.